0: Jade Robyn, I hope you're having a lovely afternoon. Thank you very much for joining the program. It's that time of the week where we highlight our state, the great things that are happening around town, and you might have heard about a little-known event called Tasting Australia that kicked off yesterday. It is massive, and it gets bigger and better every year. And what I love about it, it's all around South Australia. It's not just your typical white tents. Go in, buy a bit of food, have a bit of a taste. It truly is a fantastic food experience. And joining us in the studio today is Tasting Australia event manager Ross Ganth. We're also joined by Woodside Cheese rights manager Chris Lloyd. Duncan Veldermut from Africola, that stunning restaurant that gets rave reviews week after week. And also Catherine with the most amazing sounding surname. Faraway. Fire away. (laughs) Le Parmentier. Gorgeous. I would not even attempt to try that because I could not even say that. But you are the founder and executive director of the Great Wine Capital's global network. Everyone, thanks so much for coming in today. Ross, I'd love to start with you. Tasting Australia kicked off yesterday to rave reviews. Congratulations. Thank you. It was huge and it's just getting bigger and better every year, and the crowds. Are truly raving about it. You must be really proud.
1: We yeah, are. And, and I think, um, you know, it's been a mad twenty four hours um, uh, I, I can't fathom how many meals we've already served um it's it's incredible um and i always i think a beverage is such an important part of this festival as well it's a it's a really uh, integral part of the state i think the, uh, the the beverage component to this um to this particular event
0: well, what's been some of the feedback so far what are people loving
1: Look, i mean well, we actually we actually snuck a, an early event in with on the twenty ninth with the Maggie beer tribute dinner yeah. um, which was uh, a very, very emotional experience. It was a, uh, um, every year we do a tribute. Um, last year was with Chong Lu. Um, this year with Maggie Beer as her last year as our patron. Um, and it was a, a beautiful event where, where she actually brought back some of her old kitchen, um, staff and, that she shares those experiences with those um uh, with those that staff but also those patrons who were part of that pheasant farm um generation so it's a, it's a beautiful nostalgic look and last night as well in Sepplesfield um uh with Fino, the great Marco Pier White uh 350 person um uh sit down Italian um feasting dinner oh, um wow. which was just absolutely incredible the, the most in, incredible polenta um uh, that Marco did for us which was just um stunning so and also uh Duncan himself uh, uh, with Lennox Hasty, um, in the Glasshouse Kitchen, which is, uh, for the very first time this year, our own restaurant um, that Tasting Australia is um, um, heading up.
0: Well, you just highlighted the fact that it's all really hands-on experiences, isn't it? And you've got these incredible chefs and cooks from all over Australia some from the world and it's such a great opportunity for just everyday people like myself just to come in and and have these experiences that you would you know, really money can't buy
1: absolutely and and and, and uh, you know there's a complete focus on um, the culinary um, uh, champions that we have um, mm. in the state, but also internationally. But, um, you know, uh, again, wine is such an important part of South Australian culture. And we, uh, East End Cellars actually has a, a masterclass series, which we um, uh, is just as important. And I think, um, you know, being one of the great wine capitals, um, it, you know, it's a very timely time to be uh, buying one of those masterclasses and coming in and trying some wine.
0: Yeah, you touched on beverages being really huge. So what are some of the events? I love the sound of the, the wine
1: dishes. The Fresh Wine Disco, yes. Uh, (laughs) Those three words um, have sold a lot of tickets. Um, Yeah, very uh,
0: clever marketing. uh, Yeah, yeah.
1: So Taras Okoda is one of our um, uh, our Tasting Australia ambassadors. Mm -hmm. Um, Taras is from Okoda Barrels. Um, We... I think it's really important to do things in region, um, and I think your Radler and Basket Range—if uh, you agree—Duncan is just you know it's a it's becoming one of the most interesting uh, hotspots for yeah. winemaking in Australia right now. Um, I
2: would say in probably in the world really.
1: Yeah, and I think that um, we have an uh, obligation to make sure that we're. Um, I think there's, you know, there's a festival in Sydney called Rootstock, um, where a lot of those winemakers, uh, um, feature. But I think what's really interesting, um, is why go to, why to go to Sydney to w- look at those winemakers when you can come to where they actually the make backyard, the wine? In the backyard. in the backyard. And the Fresh Wine Disco is a, is a homage to that. So it's actually trying the r- most recent vintage, um, followed by disco.
0: <laughs> very, very cool. We are known for our wine, but becoming very well known for our gin
1: as well. We, we put a gin, a gin bar in Town Square um, yesterday, and it was by far one of the most popular offerings we had there. Nine local gins, um, uh, yeah, and, 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 you know, I think gin uh, used to be, for me, a spring, more of a spring drink, but uh, people um just... Loving it yesterday, and so well, I think we did over nine thousand people through Town Square yesterday, which is a free event, um, and uh, certainly that the uh, the gin bar was very popular. I vote all year round for a good gin,
0: <laughs> and gin. Here have been experimenting with ants and uh, Chris. You're experimenting with ants in your cheese,
3: is that correct? Yes, I have. Yeah, they're okay, amazing. Please
0: <laughs>
4: explain
0: how those two go together.
3: Uh, yeah, well, a little bit accidentally, really, I guess. Um, but the ants are the green ants that are um, harvested from Northern Territory or the top of Queensland as well. Um, uh, Jocks on Friller actually introduced them to me, um, and yeah, we just started messing around with you know ants and cheese and. The fact that these little ants are—they're um, actually really quite cute—and you can you, know, you can definitely see their little eyes. But they've got this little sack on on the you know the back of them, and the sack is just loaded with this gorgeous elixir, let's call it, um, which tastes you know a little bit of a a mix between kaffir lime and lemongrass. Oh yum! So we actually put that with a goat's cheese, um, and it's just it's just incredible. The flavour is amazing. How on earth did that come about? Yeah, like I say, a little bit by accident. You know, some of those accidental things, they just Yeah, the best accidents in the world. (laughs) Yeah, so... Uh, We heard um,
0: Ross talk about renowned chef Marco Pierre White. Duncan, you had him pop into Africola.
2: Yeah, a couple of times. What did he think? Uh, Yeah, loved it. He's a scary
0: see. dude.
2: Oh, he's he definitely has presence. Um and uh yeah, I'm s i am I think I'm still nursing a hangover from the other night with him. Um but no, he's yeah, no, he's you know, one of the I would say probably the best chef in the twenty first century, really.
0: Well it's a lovely compliment that he chose your restaurant to come in and, and you cooked for him. What was that like?
2: <clears throat> um good. I think it was uh I think the cooking's fine. It was the was the, the sort of after party that I think broke me a little bit. But um no, ab- yeah, absolutely. Well you fine.
0: obviously had something to celebrate. That's good. He liked your food. Did he give you a review? Um
2: yeah, I mean look, Marco's Marco's, you know, really honest about that kind of stuff really. Um you know, he was he was putting his fingers in in all my mise en place and all my prep during dinner um <laughs> and, and you know watching completely um how
0: does that go as a as a chef do you get nervous or do you just
2: focus on the task i just just focus on the heckling really <laughs>
0: <laughs> what would you cook for him
2: um well uh he just wanted me to cook for him like so he didn't order anything mm-hmm. um he started off with um, our hummus um, and spicy lamb. So we actually make like a spicy lamb oil and finish hummus. The hummus itself is um, flavoured with English mustard, which is a little bit a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and tahini, so a lot richer. Yes. Um, followed by a little bit of seafood, um, mullet and seaweed and pippies and fermented chilli. Um, to our famous peri peri chicken, which um, you can get enough of, really.
0: Can you tell me about? Um, you've created a con- contemporary version of a. Is it a shabim?
2: shabeen Uh Every two years, we do we do a flip, really. So, um, we started off uh, in the south, and mm-hmm. that was a, a shabeen South African style shabim. Um, yes. We've done the flip. Now we uh, kind of modern Maghreb eating house in North Africa. And then we'll flip to maybe west or east, depending, yeah, on what my illustrious uh, business partner James Brown, designer, feels like doing, really.
0: And tasting Australia, how are you involved?
2: Um, I'm doing um, quite a few events. I've um, I did a dinner last night with Lennox Hasty from Fyodor mm-hmm. and Teale from Anchovy. Yep. Um, and then I've got a chef chef's quiz and the supper. The the final supper... Supper club. Supper club, that's it. Um, yeah, which is kind of a collaboration. Um, everyone throws together some snacks or, you know, some sort of entree style for 200 people. And I think it's sort of like a roving degustation almost.
1: Yeah, 25, uh, 25 chefs and I guess the sort of highlights of the week almost, um, uh, including um, Anna Ross from Slovenia, who recently won um, the Best Female Chef in the world. Yeah, she's pretty... Very good.
0: Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Um, Now, you're also going to be, I guess, cooking on an open kitchen with a fire pit. That seems to be all the rage at the moment. Is that right?
2: Yeah, I was just saying at Lennox last night because we were always um, picked to do those fire events around the country. Um, so the next one we do is just going to be uh, a suite of microwaves, I think. Just to, you know, just, <laughs> just to keep buttons. it a little just go. bit. Just go. Exactly. Just keep it a little bit controversial, you know. The science oven. The science exactly. Just the water baths. <laughs> well,
0: I guess you've learned that from Heston a little bit. You could take some yeah. some tricks from there.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Have you um have you gone back to the fat duck in uh, in Melbourne and, and caught up with him?
2: I haven't. I haven't. No, no.
0: <laughs> Once you've trained there, never go back.
2: No, I think the the duck at the time was a, a moment in time for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I speak to Marco about it anyway because um, yeah, we all have a mutual a mutual friend, uh, Stephen Blumenthal, Heston's father, was very dear to me as well as Marco. But I mean, yeah, I think you know that was a moment in time for us and well for me in particular. Um, and yeah, it's not my not my bag anymore. I think Yeah, I don't know.
0: You've moved on. Bigger and better things here in Adelaide. Uh, Stay with us. We're going to take a very short break, but uh, we're going to tell you what are some of the really top events to go to for Tasting Australia, some family-friendly ones, and uh, I guess the pick of our expert panel's bench. Stay with us. Good afternoon, it is 10 minutes to 2 o'clock. I hope you're having a lovely afternoon. You're chatting with Jade Robyn, and we're talking about Tasting Australia. Catherine is the founder and executive director of the Great Wine Capital's global network. Catherine, you went to a uh, a big wine event for Tasting Australia last night. Can you tell us a bit about that?
4: Yeah, that was an amazing event, very nice uh, place. Well, what happened is that we had uh, our... The wines of the Great Wine Capitals, you know, that's 10 cities around the world that are recognised for the high quality of their wine and their wine tourism offer. So we were invited uh, to participate in this even by uh, primary industries in region of South uh, Australia. And um, it was like we had nine different places around the city in small uh, bars and restaurants and restaurants. Uh, um, we were there uh, with two colleagues of mine, one from Rioja in Spain, which is part of, um, of the Great Wine Capitals as well, and someone from Napa Valley, Catherine from Napa Valley and we were sitting each in our bar and uh, promoting our wines talking about our destinations talking about our wines uh, to the consumers that had bought the tickets to to attend this event, so uh, we, I think we poured about 100 uh, twice, uh, times two glasses to the visitors and we uh, um, you know, each in our place, I was of course, as I'm from Bordeaux, I was promoting Bordeaux wine and Bordeaux destination. And uh, so we we served um, hidden, I mean, a blind test, like a blind testing, one mm-hmm. glass of a South Australian wine and uh, one glass of Bordeaux wine, as far as I was concerned. And of course, they love the South Australian wine. And they loved
3: both. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ross, um, what's
0: special about South Australia's food and beverage industry, and why is it so important for the state? Uh,
1: I think, well, I, I, uh, I think it's the producers really um and i think you know chris you've got a really um unique perspective on you know as a producer
3: yeah well i think that you know well number one we've just got access to the most amazing produce um we've got a fantastic clean environment our waterways are clean our pastures are clean so we just start off in the best position so i just think we you know in Incredibly placed, incredibly well placed um, to be doing this sort of stuff. And and what Tasting Australia does is it actually it creates a platform. It creates a platform for you know me, a cheesemaker, or any other producer to um, be able to just um, raise awareness about what we're doing here, um, how good our produce is, and um, not just produce, but obviously you know take that right through to um, to wine as well. And you know what it does for, I guess. Um, um, colouring touri- tourism as well is uh, is phenomenal. So, oh yeah, it's just an incredible event, and I'm you know I'm really happy to be a part of it.
0: And yeah. an event like this, do you find that you know from people tasting your goods, you then find that you're on menus. All around the country,
3: if not around the world, definitely, absolutely. You know, particularly when uh, we've got such high-caliber chefs um, taking produce, or even even in some instances, milk and uh, and cream from our um, uh, from our producers, and just yeah, just turning it into this wonderful, wonderful food um, that everyone can enjoy. So, absolutely, yes, it goes a long, long way. It's not just what's happening today. The marketing component of it just carries on and it's you know it's really quite powerful
1: there's a Car full of chefs right now in Gulwa actually um, looking at Gulwa pippies, um, and so as part of um, tasting Australia, we make sure that we take um, the chefs on producer tours as well. Um, uh, Duncan, you, you, you're um, very intimate with a lot of these menus from uh, you know um, both Victoria and New South Wales. I mean, yep. uh, there's a lot of uh, South Australian product going on there, but both from beverage and also for um, maybe you want to talk to that.
2: Yeah, in ter- well, in terms of produce, I mean. Um Pretty much, I'd say 75% of our seafood goes interstate as a, as a rule of thumb. So, you know, it just shows you the quality that's actually coming out of South Australia. Uh, in terms of, you know, animals, for instance, I mean, um, you've got, you know, uh, Boston Bay, um, uh, which, you know, uh, Jason's a pig producer for uh, Boston Bay, um, pigs. And I would say hands down the best pork products in the country. And, you know, they're based in Port Lincoln. Um, so, you know, everyone recognises the quality, um, and especially in Asia. I mean, you know, South Australian produce, um, you know, is, is used in some of the best restaurants, you know, in Asia. It just as a, a, again, rule of thumb, it's, you know, the quality is fantastic.
0: How's the state government investing in the growth of our food and wine
1: industry? Uh, look, I think um, a, a really great um, example is the Great Wine Capitals um, uh, and a, a recent um, appointment of uh, as Peter Gago as um, the Great Wine Capitals Global Ambassador. Maybe, Catherine, you'd like to speak to that.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, um, we invited the Great Wine Capitals uh, Network, invited Adelaide as being part of, uh, of the organisation. You know, it's uh, our newest member that signed in uh, last um, almost a year ago now mm-hmm. because obviously we recognise on the international scale the quality of the products that you have here in terms of wine of course and wine tourism industry but also the gastronomic uh, as when you talk about wine you need to the food to go with and, and vice versa so really it was a uh, and for, for us an obvious choice you know to invite adelaide to join in the what they did which is wonderful and now we can share good practices uh with other regions uh that top regions of the the world i mean we are the ten great wine capitals of the world you know the 10 best winterism destinations including gastronomic destinations. Mm. And, um, and Peter Geiger, who was just uh, um, named uh, invited to, to, to be uh, the ambassador for Australia for South Australia, really understood the concept and you know it's it's great that he accepted to, to participate and promote the Great W Capitals
1: abroad. Uh, from a programming perspective, it gives us as Tasting Australia this ability to have a network of friends um, around the world, uh, which uh, which is great. You know, uh, uh, we now have this sort of pen power relationship that we can draw upon, um, <laughs> uh, which is um, really exciting.
4: Yeah, exactly. I think the good practices that we have here and there. You know, you have uh, extremely um, uh, high end experiences uh, to offer in your wine regions, but so do we in Bordeaux, so do they in Napa Valley or in Mendoza, Argentina, and the sharing of those just. Makes it bigger for all of us,
1: Catherine. What was that word that you made up before that I was? Uh, you, uh,
4: oh yeah, we uh, we invited the world in our great wine capitals as competition. It's you know benefiting benefiting of our competition yes. in terms of the wine business itself to really uh, build cooperation links together. <laughs>
0: Ooh. What about for the families out there? I mean, there's a lot of we're talking about a lot of wine and and delicious high end food. But what are some of the events that families need to get around?
1: Yeah, we've got we've got an um, event run by um, Chris Stefan called um, Taste Buds, which mm-hmm. happens in the town square, um, and it's about. Um, uh, it's a children's event, um, and it's actually happens happens in one of our special glass houses, uh, which we've, um, made a very beautiful sort of coloured, um, uh, almost cathedral. Oh, um, gorgeous. and they get to, um, go in there and they learn about, um, uh, good food practices, healthy eating, um, and, and I think it's a really exciting, um, and, and, uh, and fun program, but also with a, a good education sort of um, angle to it as well.
0: How food and beverage industry engaged in t- tasting Australia and how important is this for the success of the event uh, I spoke to Simon Bryan and he said you know it's great now that I don't have to go through managers and, and start six months out and now the you know event so amazing in South Australia has got such a fantastic reputation I can just pick up the phone now and get straight to the source and they're like oh, hell yeah I want to be involved.
1: Yeah I mean, I mean a classic example is um, we have a, a Rockford's Basket Press um, Masterclass mm, you know uh, uh and i think it's uh, looking at 10 decades and it's um it's robert's actual um a private cellar that he's opening up you can't commercially buy these wines uh, and their Rockford's is actually coming down to film it for time immemorial so you know so when the next generation of Rockford's comes through they have that uh, ability to watch how he delivered an hour and a half masterclass uh, you know that's uh, that's pretty significant
0: and you've got a couple events where if you can't get out to the country the country's coming to the city is that right
1: uh, yeah, we, I mean, uh, Town Square has a, um, a, a really strong regional underpinning. Like yesterday, uh, one of our, um, one of our ladies from Lindock, she actually sold 150 kilos of rib, um, and she's just ordered another 300 kilos for uh, the next coming days. So, Goodness uh, me. It, you know, I, I think, um, also, um, producers coming down from Clare Valley, uh, um, York Peninsula. So, um, a, a absolutely that, that regional underpinning actually happens, um, day by day. So we, the way we scheduled the festival this year was to allow you to be able to travel in a, um, from a tourism point of view mm-hmm. in, a, in a kind of a, uh, almost like a consistent route. So you can go from Barossa, we clustered the events around Barossa, we've got clustered a bunch of events around um, Adelaide Hills so that you can sort of uh, uh, physically get to everything.
0: Now, Marco Pierre White, I'm just reading this little message that's popped up, will be at the Town Square at Tasting Australia from 6:30 p.m. Wednesday night for a talk and he's also doing book signings after and it's free and open to the public which is good news because he's fairly popular uh, that fairly Mr. Popular. White mm. <laughs>
1: uh, yes
0: <laughs> what um, what do you think is going to be the most popular event?
1: I think that will be pretty popular. <laughs> that one,
0: the freebie. Isn't it well, funny? <laughs> uh, uh,
1: uh, well, um, we're doing an event with him t- um, tomorrow with mm-hmm. um, uh, Clayton Wells and our own Jock Frillo. Um, Jock actually uh, was at um, Knightsbridge with Marco um, when they got the, the three Michelin stars. Oh, so cool. Th- that's really, I think that's what's really exciting about uh, South Australia is that we um, have these amazing um, curators and, and, and people like Simon Bryant who are so passionate about small producers. Um, and, and people like Duncan um, who can uh, draw upon these friendships um, and actually have these um, ambassadors come to our state and experience what we've got um, to offer here. And uh, I know Marco went up to Chris's. Um, yes, uh, he
3: did. Yes. How, how was that? Came and tried some <laughs> cheese with me. So we tried around <clears throat> fifteen or so cheeses, and yes, look, he w- he thought they were amazing, which was really fantastic. Um, I was really really pleased. I didn't know he was coming. Um, oh. It was a very unexpected. Expected visit, How so. did that play out? You just got a phone call well, to say, um, no, i actually just a we... little text message from Mr. <laughs> Zomfrillo saying, are you there? Mm, yes, I'm there. Um, I might just pop in with a friend later. No. Mm, exactly. So I had no idea, which in some ways was really good. Yes, so, didn't you know, give we, you time to freak out. Yeah, <laughs> we, had a, we had a great time with him and he's a really lovely guy. I really enjoyed um, the conversation just around food in general and obviously, you know... The fact that he liked our cheeses was a, you know, was a great thing too. Yeah.
0: Oh guys, thank you so
3: much for coming
0: in. Appreciate it. And all the best for the rest of the festival. We are doing an outside broadcast on Friday from Town Square and we're going to be joined by Jock and also
1: Anna Ross on the show.